Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Welcome to the stream. Great to have you here. My name's Emily. I'm one of the tutors and streamers here at Chatterbug. Um, so good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world today. I am originally from Canada, so it'll be a Canadian accent you hear today. I also lived in the UK for a while, and currently I am traveling overland from Canada down to Argentina. And hello, Mina in the chat from Iran. Nice to see you too. Hope you're doing well. Come let me know in the chat where you're from. And maybe since we're talking about traveling today, let me know what is your favorite destination. It could be somewhere in your own country you like to go for vacations, maybe with your family or friends, or another country that is your absolute favorite. Let me know. So as I said, today is all about travel. We're gonna talk about some of the big explorers throughout history. Um, and then we'll also talk about some kind of modern day travelers. Um, throughout the chat, I'd love to hear about your own travelers uh, or your own travels. Um, and yeah, great to have you here. So let's see who we have here. We have Steph from Honduras, Lena from Mexico, uh, Mina from Vegas, Oscar from Mexico as well. Great to have you all here. So good morning to all of you over here in the Americas along with me. I am streaming to you from Colombia at the moment. And good afternoon to those of you over in Europe and further east. Cool. So let's get started. We're going to go through, as I said, some kind of famous explorers throughout history. And if you know of any other explorers from your own country or your own culture, please share them with us. Okay, let's get going. So um, there's a saying that travel is the best way to broaden or open uh, one's knowledge about the world. And explorers are people who travel and investigate little known or lesser known places. You might also call these people travelers or voyagers. So throughout history, their discoveries have inspired uh, and helped thousands of travelers um, and explorers over centuries. It's helped us develop trade routes. Um, it's helped people move across continents, um, learn about new flora and fauna. So it's an important part of our history in the world. All right, let's see who else we have here. Lots of people today. Hakim, uh, well says Dominican Republic is his best destination. Prosha from Israel, Sue from India, Sabir from Kurdistan, Ati from Indonesia, Cecil from Italy, Gaba from Germany, Mary from Mexico, <laughs> Malale from US, Serene from Morocco. Many people here today, thank you. So nice to have you here. Okay, so let's start with our first explorer. Let me know if you've heard something about them or if you have another fact to share with everyone in the group so we can all learn more. Okay, so one of the early explorers was named Ibn Battuta. He lived in the 1300s from Morocco and he traveled all the way across North Africa, um, Egypt into what was called Arabia at the time, Persia, Afghanistan. He then crossed the Himalayas to India, China, 
Southeast Asia and ended in the Maldives. Um, so it's 120,000 kilometers he crossed in 30 years. And this was all published in a book or a memoir called Rila, which meant, means journey. All right, and Hakim said, yeah, he was gonna mention <laughs> Ibn Battuta, so perfect. <laughs> um, let us know if you know some other facts about him, but it must have been absolutely amazing traveling at this time in the world. Okay, so quite an interesting character. I wonder if there's, there must be some translations or short forms of his book or his memoir. Maybe it's kept in a museum somewhere, somewhere in the world. Okay. Then we have Xuan Zhang, um, who was even earlier than even Baduda. So he was a Chinese Buddhist monk and he crossed the Himalayas all the way to India. Uh, and it took him 17 years to make this journey. Uh, based on this journey, he wrote about the social structures in India, who were the different rulers, the architecture he saw during this time, and his accounts, his, his, uh, his book was so detailed that scientists in the 19th and 20th century were able to go and find ancient sites that he described. So that is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, let me know if have you heard about him. So he was around in the 600s. Uh, it's pretty amazing we still have records from that time. Okay, the next one I think a lot of you have prob probably heard about. Um, we actually had a game as children that we would play uh, Marco Polo when you're in, uh, often when you're in a swimming pool, um, you someone has to close their eyes and they yell out Marco, and the other kids will yell Polo, and then the person who's Marco has to try to swim towards them and tag them before, um, before they can get away. So let me know, did you play a game like this as well in your country? Um, maybe, it's, maybe it was just in Canada, I don't know. But this is probably the most famous traveler of all time, and Hakim notes that he wrote a very famous book, the wonder of travel. And so he explored Asia with his father and uncle um, in the 1200s, going across Persia, Afghanistan, Mongolia, and China. So what we now would call the Silk Route. Um, so opening, again, trade opportunities between these countries. Um, and he eventually settled in Beijing, which is kind of interesting as well. So yeah, that's a famous one. I think you've probably heard about, and potentially the next one too, you've heard about. Let's see. Vasco da Gama, um, a Portuguese who was the first person to link Europe and Asia by sea. So he was a sailor. And he reached Kerala in the south of India by ship. And he was the first person to sail across the Cape of Good Hope. And so this happened probably, I guess, in the late 1460s, could have been the early 1500s. I'm not sure what age he was when this happened. Um, but yeah, I can imagine traveling by those ships at that time. I've been to some museums where I've seen the types of ships that they were using, um, these large, large wooden ships. And I think it would be kind of, I don't know, kind of scary. <laughs> um, 
let me know, have you seen some of these, um, yeah, some of these types of ships? There's one that's pretty well preserved from this era in, uh, in Sweden called the Vasa. It never actually shipped or sailed out of the bay. It sunk right away. Um, but because of that, it was when it was eventually brought up, it was fairly well preserved. And so you can still go visit that ship at the Vasa Museum in Stockholm. Okay. Let's see some notes here. So Hakim says there's a movie called Marco Polo, but other people say they don't know about this game that um, we played as kids. So maybe it is a thing that's in Canada or North America. And then Ibn Magellan is the first person who discovered the Cape of Good Hope. Okay, so maybe Vasco da Gama was the first one to sail across, um, but there was someone else who discovered it. Excellent information. <laughs> Okay, and our last one in this first group of five, I'm sure that you all know this. Um, it's kind of funny because in English, we call him Christopher Columbus, but he was actually Spanish. So his name was Cristobal Colon. Um, I find it kind of strange when we translate people's names uh, just to fit our historical na narrative, I suppose. Um, because he was Spanish, his name was Cristobal Colon, not actually Christopher Columbus, as we call him in English. But he landed in the Bahamas thinking he was in India. So he was just sailing west. And when he arrived there, um, he said, well, I must, I must be in India. Um, we actually still today call those groups of islands the West Indies. Um, and one of those reasons is because um, he thought he was arriving in India. And of course, this really traded, really changed the trade links between Europe and America. Okay, so those are our first five explorers. I'm curious, who would you like to have dinner with? If you had a chance to sit down and have dinner, um, ask questions, what would you ask? Okay, someone says Christopher Columbus was Italian. I don't, let, let me fact check myself. Maybe I, you're right, he was Italian. Oh, I thought he was Spanish. <laughs> it must be because I've, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Ah, so his name would have been actually Cristoforo Colombo. Da, 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 da. But I'm reading a bit more here on Google and people, some people think he was born in Italy, but there's others that think he was from Spain. So let's see here. Some people think he was, yeah, so it's maybe it's not actually settled. Hmm, interesting. All right, so let's go with Italy. <laughs> um, ah, he sailed from Spain, right. So it was the Spanish, the Spanish um, royals who funded his trip. But doing a quick Google now, apparently there is some disagreement about where he came from. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay, there's a few different. All right, there's some people who have some good history here. So David says he was from um, Italy, but at that time it was part of the Spanish kingdom. Hmm. 
or Geneva, you say Geneva. Okay, so it sound, sounds like there's a bit of uncertainty. I guess maybe I'll go do some more Googling after this. <laughs> All right. And Chris knows the names of the ships from Columbus, La Nina, La Pinta, and the Santa Maria, which I think is one of the most famous. And Gustavo asks, do you really think that these early explorers were lost thinking the Americas were India? I don't know. I guess at that time there was there weren't really proper world maps. I don't know if they understood yet. I'm not sure when it happened that they understood that the world was a globe as opposed to kind of just having a flat map. I can't remember the timeline for that, but I guess at that time without maps and just imagining, well, we go that way, we've got to end up at the other side. I guess they knew it was a globe by, by those years. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat? Do you think that these explorers really thought they reached India or were they just tired and they're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> um, we couldn't possibly, there couldn't possibly be another continent here. And then, yeah, so worked for the crown of Spain. All right. And Mr. Turkman recommends a Netflix series about Marco Polo. All right. And so as I kind of expected, I think the most famous explorer of all time, Marco Polo, most people would like to meet. Um, let me know in the chat, what would you ask him? What would be your first questions? All right, so let's go through five more from history. And then I'm gonna share um, some of my favorite kind of modern travel shows, um, as well as some modern travelers who are bloggers, vloggers, things like that. So let's keep going with our historical travelers. Okay, Amerigo Vespucci. So he is actually the person who America, the continent or the continents are named after. And so he's the person who explored and mapped much of the Eastern coastline and kind of realized how large this landmass was and that it did not link to Asia as some of the earlier explorers thought. So I think some of those early explorers really did think that this land was quite small. Maybe they reached some islands. They didn't realize there was gonna be a whole two continents um, right there if they kept going. Um, and he was also the person who discovered the mouth of the Amazon river. So that would have been in Brazil, as someone was saying in Belém, I think in the North is where the Amazon river mouth is. So we call it the mouth of a river where it's the opening to the sea. That's Amerigo Vespucci, then how we call it America today. The next one, maybe you've heard as well, Captain James Cook was around in the 1700s. He mapped much of Eastern Canada. So Amerigo did kind of the lower America and then James Cook was up North, discovered Australia, circumnavigated means he went around New Zealand and Hawaii, and he traveled to all seven continents in the 1700s. Um, he went to both poles and all oceans. An incredible feat for that time. And his famous ship was the HMS Endeavor. And Hakim notes, yes, I've heard this point as well, 
there's many resources that suggest the Vikings actually reached America hundreds of years before Columbus and the Arab Andalusians reached there at least three centuries before the Vikings. Um, it is funny how, yeah, I guess we kind of choose a narrative and stick to it, but absolutely there's evidence of other people being there. And, you know, we talk about discovering, but of course there was people living there. Um, the indigenous people in the Americas had been there for a very long time. So it wasn't really discovered at all. That's definitely kind of a colonial way to say it. Um, and there was other explorers throughout time. I guess it was just the best documented one at the time that had lasting links potentially. But it's always good to question, you know, who's telling you the history um, and to probably dig deeper too. So thanks Hakeem for, for pointing that out. Okay, and so maybe you're noticing now, like this is a lot of men so far, which makes sense because at that time, uh, of course, women did not have many rights, but there was one woman I found on this list of great explorers when I was researching um, called Jean Barrett. And so she was the first woman to go around the world. And she did that because she disguised as a man to join a ship. Uh, she was a French botanist, and so she wanted to join a research ship in the 1700s. And yeah, this was her way to be able to go and have an adventure. I hadn't heard about her before, but I thought um, that must have taken a lot of courage at that time. Um, and it was only really discovered uh, when a biographer, an author, went into history and started digging about this story and published a biography about her. Uh, fairly recently um, in 2002. So the rest of my list will, at least for the historical, are, are men. But, um, but yes, there was this one woman who was able to disguise. Cool. And Faust says recently uh, researchers found a, settle a Viking settlement in Canada. Very cool. Yeah, I imagine it's, I mean, it's not that far, is it? Well, it's far, but <laughs> it would make sense that they could come across to Canada maybe initially. So that would be amazing if they're able to, um, yeah, do more research. I think our research abilities are a lot stronger now. There's different ways to do all sorts of kind of underground scans and things or use drones to look for changes in the landscape to maybe identify where the landscape doesn't look totally natural and potentially um, when you can use these drones technology, I'm not an expert on it, but I've, I've read something about it. Um, they're able to see then, okay, well, this area, it looks like there could be some ruins or something. Because of course, somewhere like Canada is very, very vast country. So there's definitely going to be parts that have not been so touched by human settlement in recent times. Um, so maybe through using drones and other technology, they'll be able to, um, yeah, discover more, which would be really cool. All right. Let's keep going. The next one is another very famous explorer, also a scientist, Charles Darwin from the UK. And so he was part of the surveying crew of the HMS Beagle. 
he wrote that famous book on the origin of species and told uh, the world about the theory of evolution. So the idea that creatures evolve over time to adapt to their surroundings. Um, and so if you go to the Natural History Museum in London, you can learn a lot more about Darwin. And so this was all in the 1800s that he was traveling around the world. <clears throat> all right, the next one too, I think probably many of you have heard about, um, Ferdinand Magellan. So he was the first man to set off on a journey to go around the world and find sea routes to help others circumnavigate the planet. So he, his focus was on going all the way around. So circumnavigation is when you're trying to go around something. He was also the first one to find a way through North and South America. So in Chile, they have the Strait of Magellan, which um, kind of just cuts through the continent. Um, so maybe you have heard that name before. And Faust asked, can we say that Jacques Cartier was among them who discovered Quebec? Yeah, totally. He would have been one of the early explorers too, who came to help. Um, I don't know if he was the first, but he was certainly one of the first settlers. Um, and yes, there's a navigation device named after him. That's what it is. I thought, I'm like, I've heard this word again somewhere else. Um, but yeah, Jacques Cartier is certainly one of the first explorers in Canada. Okay, so those are our next five very famous uh, explorers throughout history. And I would like to know if you could go um, on a tour, let's say you're traveling, <laughs> maybe you can take them as your tour guide for a month. Who would you choose to be your tour guide? So I guess it would depend if you're really interested in geography, maybe you wanna go with someone who knows all about mapping. Um, I mean, James Cook's been everywhere, so he'll definitely be able to help you with any trip. Um, Jean Barrett, maybe you want to quiz her on what it was like to be a woman at this time on the ships. Or if you're really interested in animals, biology, maybe you'd choose to go with Darwin. Or you're really impressed with the sailor capabilities of Magellan. Or for Fernando de Magallan, Magallanes <laughs> in Spanish, as David says. Let's see what you guys say. So yeah, most people saying Magellan or Magellan. And I guess it would be Magellan if it's, he's a Spanish guy. So it's, again, it's kind of confusing when we change <laughs> the names of people. And then you kind of forget, you're like, well, where are they from? Um, Okay, so Hakeem says James Cook, because I would like to visit every corner of the world. Yeah, on land and sea, maybe, Hakeem. <laughs> um, let me know why you've made your choice in the chat as well. I'm curious to hear. Okay. So, yeah, it's a kind of a split between James Cook and Ferdinand. And Nisako says, I'd like to travel with Jean because our world um, has changed so much and maybe she can feel more free and I would want, to, want her to experience this. That's a nice idea. So if you had the chance to maybe bring her back, bring her to this modern day so she could see how the world has changed and how much freedom she could have. That's cool. Cool point. Thank you. 
Excellent. And Faust said, tried to read The Origin of Species. Did you find it was very dry to get through? Or it was difficult to get through? I feel like it would probably be quite a huge book. So maybe you'd want to read like the summary <laughs> of that. Um, maybe there's even some summaries that have been made into videos or documentaries, which would be easier to digest. So we talk about digesting for food usually, but you can also talk about it when you have a lot of information to take in. So you can be like, who like that's a lot of information to digest means it's just hard for you to take it all in and understand it potentially. Yeah, I imagine hard to read for sure. Great. So those are our historical explorers. Um, now let's talk about the new explorer or just travel influencers, travel TV shows, um, people that maybe inspire you to go check out a new place, whether that's on the next city over, um, on the other side of the world, or they just give you ideas to go watch. Um, you like to go watch their YouTube videos and be inspired, learn about new cultures. Um, so I'm curious to know, are there any favorite TV shows or Instagram people or YouTubers that you like to watch that inspire you to travel? And which ones are they and why? So I will be sharing a few of my favorites next, so I won't say anything yet. But um, for me, this is definitely a way that I get tons of ideas where to go before I started my current trip where I am um, traveling from Canada to Argentina, I was looking up lots of videos on YouTube to uh, kind of get ideas from other people who did the trip. Um, <clears throat> it gave me good ideas, not only for the trip, but also how to prepare, um, maybe how I wanted to build my van, uh, places to go along the way. I would also, I sometimes I could search about you know, safety while you're traveling in certain countries. So for me, I find it's a really helpful way to research for my trip, but also while I'm on my trip. Um, for example, on Instagram, if I'm in a new city, I might go to the location and then look at top posts and just get an idea of um, maybe some of the cool spots to check out that I might not have heard about otherwise. I think nowadays, like, Things are moving so fast, there's always new cafes popping up or some new street art. Um, and so sometimes it might not be in the normal guidebooks or even on some blogs. So sometimes looking at these more real-time media can be a good way to get ideas. So let's hear. Jacques-Yves Cousteau. So he was a, a traveler as well. Someone to inspire you, Juan? Travel advisor app. So maybe the, the trip advisor app, do you mean, Hakeem? That one's really helpful too, definitely. I like to look sometimes at like, yeah, the top things on TripAdvisor to get ideas. Another website I use a lot is Wikitravel. It's like Wikipedia but just for traveling, of course. So wiki travel is really good. Um, they give you all sorts of ideas, also for safety, day trips, where you might wanna go next. Um, 
And then different blogs I use quite a bit. Hmm, this is an interesting point from Nisako. So notes, um, I lose interest when I see people who travel because I feel like <clears throat> I, I'm traveling about with them and then I don't feel as curious about that place. Hmm, that's an interesting point. So maybe you feel like you don't necessarily wanna see too much about a place because then it won't be a surprise when you go there. That's a good point. So maybe you would prefer to not watch like a 45 minute uh, YouTube on a destination that shows you all the restaurants and the plazas and activities. Maybe you would rather see like a couple of pictures to give you a taste, but you don't wanna like follow along in a vlog or a video, video log. Um, I get that. Yeah, you kind of wanna save, save something to be a surprise. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go through a few of my favorite TV shows first, and then a few people that I find are fun um, to follow on Instagram. And yeah, see, see what you think. Let me know if you've heard about these shows as well. So one of the kind of original travel shows um, that I can think of is called The Amazing Race. I think lots of countries have this now, but it was started in the U.S., in 2001 and it's an adventure reality tv show based on teams of two it could be like a brother and sister um, mother and daughter a couple two friends and they are all racing around the world i can't remember how many legs they do so how many parts of the race but the idea is to try and arrive first so if you arrive last then you're kicked out of the race um, and there's all sorts of activities along the way. Um, they're also given a limited budget. So they have only a certain amount of cash to get through each leg. So for example, they could choose to use some of that cash to fly part of the way, but then they wouldn't have money for other things. So sometimes they have to do these trade-offs. And it's, yeah, it's quite a fun one to watch. I haven't watched it very recently, but I've seen... Um, I've seen some of the American version and the British version. Um, let me know if you have the amazing race in your country or if it's, um, it's something you've just seen maybe some clips of. Okay. The next one I don't think is as commonly known, but it's one of my favorites. Um, it came out in 2008. It's a show called Departures. And it's two Canadian high school friends. So, of course, I'm Canadian too. Um, but it started on a local network, um, then was later picked up by National Geographic. And so these two friends had been working on some different travel documentaries, but they felt like it was not very real and it was very polished. Um, and they wanted to have a series that was focused on the whole journey, not just the end destination to give you a feeling of what it's like to be backpacking or traveling on the road for an extended period of time. Um, so this kind of inspired me. Uh, I watched this before I started doing lots of backpacking and things like that. Um, so yeah, there's only 42 episodes, but I enjoyed it. It's a bit more low budget, potentially. <laughs> Maybe you can find it on YouTube or something now. I'm not sure 
where you'd be able to find it. But it is a favorite one that just feels a bit more, yeah, like a little bit real. It's probably, this is kind of before YouTubers were really big too, right? Back in 2008, it wasn't so much of a thing then. So maybe it would be like the YouTube videos of today, but with a different feel being from that time. So check it out if you also like travel. All right, and the final TV show I wanted to mention is Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. Um, I forgot to put a picture here, but um, I'm sure many of you are familiar with this travel and food show. It premiered in 2013 and there were 12 seasons. So it's probably one of the most successful travel shows of all time. Um, and Anthony goes to the lesser known places, tries cuisines from around the world, and he won 12 Emmy Awards, which are for TV shows. So um, Grammys are for music and Emmys are for TV. Um, and unfortunately, you know, he seemed like he had this amazing, amazing life, right? He was traveling the world, super successful. But unfortunately, he was obviously um, not doing well with his mental health. So he um, unfortunately passed away while he was filming an episode in France in 2018 and took his own life. So you never know, someone might seem to have the perfect, the perfect life seemingly. Um, but I think he was, yeah, a real loss. And that's a total shame. But still, I would recommend if you're a foodie, um, if your idea of travel is going and trying different foods, definitely, definitely go check out his show. And it's a great way to practice your English too, of course, watching any of these shows. Um, Hakeem says he's heard about a good Canadian movie about a guy who traveled across Canada on a bike. Hmm. Yeah, I've actually, I've met some people on this trip who are traveling the entire Pan American highway on bicycle. Um, so I'm doing it in a van that's not as, not as adventurous as them. I've met people on motorbikes as well. That's probably a bit more realistic, but there are people who travel across the whole world by bicycle. So super adventurous people. Okay. So Faust says, I like to read novels. Um, so I used to um, check the town or location of the novel on the internet. That's a cool way to travel totally because novels are so descriptive and by going and seeing what the town is actually like, it probably helps you um, visualize as you're reading. So that's a great idea. Okay, cool. So now I'm gonna go on to a few um, other modern day travelers, so people who are on Instagram or YouTube that I like to follow. Some of them because they're inspiring, some of them because they're funny. There's a mix. Um, I'll share five of them. And if you have any favorites too, I would love to hear. So the first one, um, she was very lucky with her timing. Um, this is Jessica Nabongo who was uh, the first black woman to travel to every country. And she did many of the countries on her own. Um, so of course, there's still parts of the world where it would be challenging to travel as a single female, let alone as a black female. 
and she managed to do this. Um, so she just decided, she was in 2016 and she had already been to 60 countries and she said, decided, actually, I'm gonna go to every country. Um, she decided this only in 2017 and then she reached her final country, the Seychelles in 2019. Uh, so she wrote a book about it called The Catch Me If You Can. Um, she uses the hatched, hashtag catch me in whatever country. So you could look up, um, yeah, I don't know, catch me in Italy or um, catch me in Thailand and go check out some of her pictures. She's often wearing really bright, beautiful um, colored outfits in epic locations. So just kind of nice, nice images to have a look at. And I think quite inspiring the journey that she set out to do. So you can check her out, her handle. So when you have the at sign, you call it a handle. Her handle is Jessica Nabongo on Instagram. Let me know if you've heard about her. Maybe you saw something in some news or she came up on your newsfeed. I think one of the things on social media is that it's good to try and like seek people who are doing different things and different types of travel because otherwise it is a bit like uh yeah it's a bit it, otherwise it just keeps suggesting the same things the same things right so if you're interested in kind of learning about different types of people doing different types of travel you might need to go and seek it out a bit to diversify what shows up when you're looking through social media um but definitely recommend her the next one, another one of my favorites, Eva Zubek. So she's a Polish travel blogger and vlogger. And in 2022, she began the same trip that I'm currently doing. So she began the Pan American Highway. She has a Land Rover Defender that she's named Odyssey, which is like a long journey. Um, she recently adopted a dog too, Vilk, but she's traveling on her own. So she's another single female traveler um, out exploring the world. Uh, if you check her YouTube, she's done some really cool videos of her solo travels across places like Afghanistan, Yemen, Iraq, Pakistan. And at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything was shutting down, she was actually on the Yemeni island of Socotra. So she ended up spending quite a lot of time there because it's quite difficult um, to get to and from the island. So she does really inspiring videos. She goes and meets the local people. Um, and yeah, so currently I'm having a lot of fun following her because of course she's doing a similar trip to me. So it gives me some ideas. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend checking out Eva Zubek. She's quite popular. You'll see, I think on YouTube, she's over a million for sure people, but um, she does a great job and she just started on her own with her own camera. The next ones I like, which are fairly recent, um, they call themselves Vanning Wilder, Maud and Nate. So they're a Dutch and American couple who met in Thailand when they were backpacking and they got married during the pandemic. So Maud came to America. Um, and then they decided to build out a camper van and travel around. Now their plan is to spend six months in the US, six months in Europe. And 
they have funny content to watch. They do reels and YouTube videos, but they do funny ones about living in a van or just things about being a couple. So this is a bit more of a light uh, travel couple to follow. Um, and yeah, I recommend checking them out if you want something a bit light. <laughs> and it's quite cute. Um, so she's Dutch and now they're in Europe. He's trying to learn some Dutch. And so sometimes they have little videos of him practicing and things like that. Okay, perfect. And so Hakeem recommends flying the nest, Australian couple who travels the world. Cool. I'll look them up right now. <laughs> so I don't forget. Flying the nest. Got it. Very cool. Oh, yes. Yes, I love, um, so I can see this flying the nest one. They're a family. And it's, it's kind of cool to see when people are able to do this type of travel as a family, because so often you think it's something, you know, you can only do before you have kids. Um, you know, how could you possibly travel with kids? So it's, it's very inspiring to see people who are making it work. <laughs> um, cool. I'll check them out. All right, the next one, he's quite famous too, um, Mike Corey from Fearless and Far. A little fun fact, him and Eva Zubek actually used to date. <laughs> they no longer date, but are still friends. So in the travel adventure world too, I guess people, people find the way together. Um, so he's a professional adventurer is how he calls himself. He's been on BBC. Um, I think he has a TV show that's on the Weather Channel too, randomly. Um, and he's a great filmmaker who really pushes himself to go super off the beaten track. So, um, yeah, check out his Instagram or YouTube if you want to see very different travels. So who was it that mentioned they don't necessarily want to watch because um, then they're not curious about that place? Well, he goes to places which are really difficult to get to sometimes. So it might be that you never make it there anyways. Um, so this will just give you the chance to, um, yeah, to go and check it out. Cool. And then the last one. So Sunia was asking if I have an Instagram. So if you're curious about my travel in the van in the picture, you can check out the Instagram. I'm not updating it that much. I'm not trying to be a <laughs> influencer or a YouTuber. That's way too much work. Um, I know the people who make YouTube videos spend at least 40 hours a week just doing the editing, um, but I'm pretty up to date with stories. Um, sometimes I do some posts, but it's, there's, not a, there's not a lot there. But if you're interested, um, there's all the videos of doing the van build. So we bought the van empty in 2021 and built it out ourselves and then left Canada in uh, December 2022 and now we are or sorry 2021 of course we're in 2020 um 2022 now um we're currently in Colombia shipping across the Darien Gap um you can check out another video in my channel if you want to learn about that and it's different uh different kind of adventures along the way and Hakeem says oh thank you very much what it takes to be a successful YouTuber I think, you know, it's um, for some reason, even though I'm talking on the screen here, I still don't like to do like the talking to the phone <laughs> um, videos. So 
who knows, maybe one day. I'm starting with just doing a little bit. And it feels like a lot of work already, just doing some stories. So maybe one day, but I think it, it takes a lot of dedication to do good videos. If you ever watch them, you have to imagine like how many cameras they have set up because they're constantly cutting to different angles, um, all the music overlay, and you have to have a bit of a story. I guess you could also just do like bad quick videos, but um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I think. So check it out if you're curious. Um, I'll be posting. Hopefully I'm going to get my van back uh, sometime next week and then I'll be able to keep driving south. But right now I'm just kind of waiting around on the coast in Colombia. So I'm curious, you know, we talk about all these people who are sharing their lives online. Um, do you like to share your travels on social media? So yes, do you have an open account? Um, yes, but only with friends and family. No, you like to keep your photos and videos to yourself. Or no, you don't really like to take photos and videos when you travel, you're just totally in the moment. Or sometimes, <laughs> if you feel like it, maybe you take an amazing picture and you just really wanna share it with people. Um, let me know, what do you like to do? Some people sing sometimes. I find for me, um, what I like, I don't really like doing posts that much, but I like doing stories because I feel like it's sort of a way to reflect on the trip. I've never been someone to keep a journal. I wish I was, because I think it would be really fun to go back and read the journal later in life. So I sort of see my stories as like a way of keeping a bit of a journal while I travel, because even if I would like to, I'm just not someone who's going to, um, not going to, yeah, write every day. What did I see? What did I do? Um, how did I feel? What did I learn? Um, so by putting some little, little videos and pictures, it's just a way to have a bit of a journal. All right, so there's a mix of what people have to say. Yeah, so let me know, we're just about done, but let me know in the chat if there's any other accounts you recommend. So Hakeem had a great recommendation for a couple um, or small young family, it looks like Flying the Nest, who are on YouTube and Instagram. Um, but yeah, I'll leave the Instagram there if you're curious to, to check it out and see, hopefully I get my van back this week and then I can keep traveling. Um, that was our stream for the day. So we went through some of the big explorers and travelers throughout history who helped to shape our world as we know it today. Um, to some of the TV shows that kind of inspired me to travel and explore that I definitely recommend you check out. Um, to some of the people who maybe it's more kind of bite-sized, you can go and look at a picture. Um, you can go watch a reel or a short YouTube video to get inspired as well to go out and explore the world. All right. So that is it for today. It was nice to have you here and see you again soon. Take care. Bye.